The North Remembers Podcast. Welcome back to another week's edition of the North Remembers Podcast. I am John Schmidt, joined about damn time by Rennie Lesperance here. Rennie, welcome back. Uh, quarantine's been tough. I've been uh, self-quarantined from the podcast, so it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, social, socially distanced no more, though. Well, finally got <laughs> off the schneid, so uh, I'm back in the game. <laughs> And only the it's strong- like 1998 all over again. I only <laughs> appear after I win. <laughs> yup, and uh, and you've been enjoying yourself. Uh, been enjoying yourself sitting over there in a, in a division that you think you got a chance to win now, or what? Yeah, piece of cake. <laughs> Easy win this week. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but last week we saw quite a few high-scoring games. I think this is as far as I can remember. I don't remember seeing this many hundred and uh, 100 plus point uh, scores in a long time. We had you had the high score of the week. Congratulations there, 127 points. Then we're looking down at your wife, Michelle. Uh, she put up 123 points. Will the Warhawks back on top again? 121 points. 103 from Dan. 102 from Chris. 111 from Becky, and then I had 105. So I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. So I don't think that the whole no preseason stop these offenses yet no no that's pretty impressive you know chris losing 102 points it's always a tough loss even your matchup there with with uh you know nate um 98 points and you lose that's a tough tough pill to swallow yeah and that's a a good transition right into it wwf from last week uh, 105 to 98 and i was i was biting my fingernails until the last second there because i know you had sent me a text late uh, in the, I think it was the second quarter when Alec Ingle got a touchdown uh, instead of my tight end Waller there and I was like that's just how it's gonna go I'm gonna go 0-2 but no Waller kept it rolling and he got me a uh, got me that touchdown and he ended up with uh, 12 catches 103 yards 16 points but I had no chance without my big dog again Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson goes for 42 points 288 yards and five touchdowns yeah and you know, matchup of the week with Cam Newton, which you know you couldn't you couldn't put together a better game day scenario Sunday night game. You know, yeah, overall for the fan base, and then second of all for fantasy, you had Russell and and Nate had Cam Newton, and that was just a treat to watch. Uh, it came right down to the wire, and I think like you said prior to coming on the air, uh, if Cam Newton throws a touchdown at the end rather than you know, or throws a couple more yards, you lose, Yeah, you know, or close to it. So just crazy how nail-biting those things can come down to, especially when you got a fullback catching tight ends instead of, or catching touchdowns instead of your tight end yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, no doubt. And then and then you take the, the, the fact, yeah, if he gets three more yards, he had 397 yards, he gets the five-point bonus. So that puts him within two points. Well, then if he throws a touchdown there, of course, that puts him over the edge. So... Uh, I feel pretty fortunate, and I also feel fortunate even though he had 19 points from Christian McCaffrey as well. Uh, that's all he got because he had 88 total yards, two touchdowns, but he was nursing that bum ankle about four or five times during that game. 
So I think that was a big uh, a big key for me as well, and we're going to get into that. But, man, the running backs were going down like flies. Yeah, they sure were. And uh, you know, conversely, we'll get to Paul a little bit later, his team, and, and uh, doesn't get any points out of his star stud who goes down. That's fantasy. It's just a brutal, brutal uh, game that we play. Yeah, it sure is. But it was, I tell you, what was even more brutal was the ass whooping you put on Elijah this week. Holy cow. <laughs> Uh, Big game out of Josh Allen. You know, he was kind of slinging it around there uh, in Miami. Good matchup, favorable matchup for me, obviously. And, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes going up against a tough D in L.A. Chargers, really. They got good front front there. But, you know, Patty Holmes still puts up 31 points. But it was Nick Chubb that came through for me with that Thursday night. Put me on the, the lead early, kind of set the tone for the week. Yeah, both running backs there in Cleveland. I mean, I had on my bench Kareem Hunt, who I'm, I'm, I, I was, I was in the middle of talking trades with Paul on the phone, on on Sunday night when I thought I was gonna lose, and I'm like, well, I could get something for this guy. He's had two really good weeks, 21 points. Uh, he had, but yeah, Chubb with 24. So I mean, that Cleveland team, I was writing them off like. Well, here we go again. Cleveland's Cleveland, but if they play good, granted they were playing Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's got a good young group of players there, and they they've been playing pretty well too. So I think uh, I think Chubb's going to have a big year again, just like he did last. But Josh Allen, my God, forty six points led the led the way along with. Uh, we'll get to Dak Prescott next, but forty six points, four hundred and seventeen yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Mahomes, yeah, thirty one points is great, but when you're going against somebody fifteen points above that, you need to have a big week and. Elijah didn't really have anything. His defense was his second best scorer. That's never a good sign uh, with 15 points from the Baltimore D. Baltimore D continues to look just amazing as they as they have pretty much the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah, yeah, not a good sign that the D's putting up your second most points. But Josh Allen, 12th round steal. Um, you know, he performed well for me last year, but, you know, favorable matchup again. You know, we'll see how he does going, going forward, but... Um, you know, he kind of is just one of those players that can score touchdowns in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. And we were talking about uh, the butt whipping that you put on. Well, the battle for Wild Rose, part one <laughs> this year. And the, the win by far goes to Becky after Nick had the really strong week one performance from his team. Uh, you know, like I just said before, Dak Prescott putting up 46 points, 450 yards and four t- total touchdowns. Unfortunately for my team, a lot of those yards were not to Gallup, so I guess uh, Dak's got a lot of other favorite targets out there to throw for that many yards. And on top of that, uh, get, getting 18 points out of uh, Terry McLaren from the Washington football team there uh, with seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. So, you know, Nick had a pretty good outing, though, with Leonard Fournette at least, uh, 23 points. If you got a chance to listen to last week's podcast, I was kind of ripping into Leonard Fournette and that whole uh, Tampa Bay team saying they're a flash in the pan, and you know maybe they are too, but uh, at the same time, Leonard Fournette looked pretty damn good, and I think with that that offense, he can thrive. Yeah, particularly if they're up, you know, if they can sort of manage that and get up early, he's going to be the back at the end of the game. Which, yeah. You know, he's going to pound it out, which is probably the goal for Tampa. Yep. You know, Tom Brady... You know, he's the GOAT, but he's also kind of had that little bit of a management style QB out there at times. So, yep. um, and at his age, that might be the way they're going. So, yeah, 23 points, but no one else really did a whole lot for him else. You know, Lamar Jackson, 19 points, that's pedestrian for him. Um, you know, Hunter Henry, 8 points. <laughs> so he kind of took, took it on the chops. Dak Prescott, I mean, he's got a lot of weapons on that team. That Dallas team... You know, they can score points, and they fell behind early. So now it's all in Dak's hands. You know, not good for Elliott, you know. Um, So um, he kind of took over and then gets a miracle, you know, onside kick (laughs) to put it over the top. No doubt. And I tell you, Nick, uh, I I didn't have this written down in my notes, but I remember talking to him about it. He had two players that he had benched. Uh, I don't know, he didn't bench one of them, but Stefan Diggs. Uh, and then also, uh, uh, um, is it Gil- uh, is it G- uh, Gillespie? I think are the tight end from uh, from Miami, whatever his name was. I think they Gusecki. put up, yeah Gasecki. They put up a total of 40, 40 points, I believe, and they were sitting there on his bench. That wouldn't have been enough to overcome it, but it would have made it at least more of a more of a fight. Uh, but yeah, Becky, one hundred and eleven points. Uh, you're not going to do much against that unless you have a week like you or 
you or a couple other people did this week, but uh, a great week for Becky. And as, as we've seen with a lot of people, we have one and one all over the place other than two people, uh, or should I say three people, because there is an 0-2 squad out there as well. But Heidi sitting at 2-0, and wins a nail-biter in the battle for Blaine. I like these uh, these uh, significant other matchups. They're exciting. And Heidi beats Paul and Avery 70 to 63. So not a whole lot of points coming from anywhere in this game. Um, one of my favorite stats was there was a combined 26 points only from the two quarterbacks in this game. Drew Brees with 16 points, Tom Brady with 10. Definitely the geriatric bowl there. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, yeah, no doubt about it. And they put up some yards, 300 plus, but in today's modern NFL that's just not cutting it and for fantasy purposes that doesn't cut it you got to get the touchdowns and 500 yards of, or you know, over 400 <laughs> yeah you, you uh, do you do mean a lot it's it's crazy to think of those numbers you know I've seen you know I think I had uh that Philip Rivers on my bench week one he had over 300 yards and a touchdown I thought he's gonna have pretty good numbers and it was like 16 points you yeah. know and it's just you got to remind yourself that you know real NFL is different than fantasy it sure is, and uh, I. But real NFL, you need to have production out of your out of your tight ends and players like that. And Heidi did get that, uh, and she drafted Travis Kelsey high for that reason, and he ends up with 15 points for 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then Dalvin Cook, as bad as the Vikings played, another 14 points for Heidi there, 63 yards, a touchdown, and a, that two point conversion. Uh, I was wondering for a while too. Uh, I was like, I wonder if that two-point conversion is going to put her over the top, but she won by seven, so it didn't just come down to that. But that's the way that Paul likes to lose. He likes to lose like the Vikings. He finds historical ways to lose sometimes in these games. So, <laughs> And I know he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, but... and Saquon, you know, yeah, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but yeah, Saquon Barkley goes down and only gets him two points. You know, Not only does he go down, he goes down early, right, with nothing nothing to show for it that's just brutal for a week on fantasy football um but yeah Heidi's sitting two and all and you always got to love those 70 point wins and you got to ride a couple of those in a long fantasy football season to get to the playoffs yes and and you know it's he Paul's got to get more production out of other people uh but he's got to find he's got to find people to plug in there and I think he'll be okay we'll get into who he picked up but Mike Evans he looked a lot better this week too 16 points uh, seven catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. So maybe Tom Brady and him are starting to, to click, and Brady's going to need something to click soon here because he's got to start uh, putting up better numbers. So, um, And that takes us now to the best division by far this week, the ECW. And if I'm not mistaken, last year they might have been, whoever was in the ECW might have had that string of games where they were scoring a lot and didn't disappoint this year either. 121 to 102, Will beats Chris. Uh, Warhawks over waiver wired uh, and this was a, a shootout in a lot of ways here in this game but Kyler Murray and Elvin Kamara what a week they had 33 points 26 points respectively uh, Elvin Kamara looks a lot better than he did early last year we'll see if he keeps it keeps it rolling or not um, but you know Chris Chris kept it close as well though Tyler Higby 23 points Rennie three touchdowns on 54 yards Heck of a week. I mean, what do you get? Two touchdowns? Yeah, two touchdowns? Three. What do you say? Three. Three, three touchdowns. Yeah, for a tight yeah. end. For a tight end who I've obviously heard of, but I've never heard, I've never thought of as being a elite tight end necessarily. Well, and since, Mc, since McVeigh took over that team, they've never been known as a tight end team either. No. Right? They've always been known as the, you know, girly and three wide. So obviously change of philosophy in the Rams and you know running back by committee too which is you know tough for anyone with a running back out there and what they're going to do week by week which um is tough you know and Chris you know Deshaun Watson a pedestrian 16 points he's better than that you would think yeah you know he's been historically better than that that's kind of hurt him there he's sitting at 0-2 yep and uh you know tough loss man 102 points but um you know Moster goes down so He'll pick it up. He's got a good enough team there. He'll get some more wins here. Get it back in order. Yeah, and it's tough when you're going up a quarterback once again. One of those uh, several quarterbacks that go for 30-plus points uh, this week. And Kyler Murray, he's looking like the real deal there in Arizona, Rennie. Yeah, I mean, nice pickup by, by Will over there. You know, Kyler Murray, you know, I remember when he got drafted, it was a nice pick. You know, he, he's always one of those things he, he lets slip through your fingers, and he didn't, so... 
Um, you know, I think he took it personal his performance last year in fantasy football, and he's back at two and zero. So, yep. And t- speaking of uh, speaking of being back, Michelle looks like she's back on track after a week one loss. Uh, 123 points there, just behind you, four points for the high score of the week. And Dan, there's another 100-point performance, but a loss. Uh, and I think it really came down to that Packers game. Who was going to get the, the bulk of the touchdowns? And Aaron Jones, sure enough, it was him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got the runs and not passes, where if those were just little dink passes to him where he scores, he gets, he gets those points. Yep. You know, it's it's kind of his kryptonite over there. Michelle on fantasy football gets to him. It's just some one way or another. Uh, but Michelle has also gotten really good performances out of Matt Ryan the last two weeks. Sure he has. Really good, putting up some big numbers. So, um, you know, interesting matchup. Another tough loss for Dan. Yeah. But Dan's always there. He'll keep fighting, I'm sure. You know, Aaron Rodgers will put up a 50 points against me when I play him. But uh. <laughs> yeah, do you, if you play him when the Vikings come to Lambeau, that might be the case. The way things are things are looking, <laughs> that'll probably shape up that way. Yeah, and like you said about Matt Ryan, my God, 273 yards and four touchdowns just seems like uh, seems like that team. But they're losing these games too, so you know it don't matter in fantasy purposes though if the team wins or loses. It just matters about the yards and the touchdowns. So I think Matt Ryan's going to be a strong contender for uh, one of the top quarterbacks this year because those defenses look pretty pedestrian in that division as well. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, he can put up numbers. He's got some weapons, and he plays on a favorable surface. So, yeah. and he's a veteran. So, um, you know, very, very looking very, pretty good. He's always been a pretty solid fantasy player, though overall. But yeah, I don't remember him putting up these kind of numbers. No, other than maybe that year they went to the Super or the year that he was MVP. I think that might yeah. that was the year that Julio Jones really went off and had a bunch of big games too. So. Uh, had like 300 yards in Lambo that year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty damn close. Or if he did, he might have. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I just had to talk about this guy because the reason my game was closer than it should have been is that I'm not getting any production out of Derrick Henry. Well, that's because Dan's gobbling up all his touchdowns with his tight end. Johnny Smith sitting there with 20 points uh, this week, 84 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it's nice when you get a, t- a tight end that can do that. It's just not nice when you're on the other end of the stick where your your running back's not getting in. So I think he'll be a good uh, a good role player for Dan. And if he gets a couple of these weeks like that, he might be a you know turning from a win into or a loss into a win uh, if he can get that production out of his tight end. So you know that's dirty, every, oh go ahead dirty little pickup there for D-ball. Yeah, uh, that's kind of like the Paul last year picking up Waller for the Raiders. Picked them up on free agency, so um, you know, nice pickup. Those are always the gems when you can pick them up. I think most people try to get one of those gems in early in a season. Yeah, and usually you fail because you know someone has a big week and then just fades. But he's had two solid weeks. Yeah, really solid weeks, and uh, he's going to need to have more of them going ahead because I'm sure we're going to see more injuries and we're going to need to see more pickups too. And speaking of the pickups. Uh, we saw quite uh, quite a bit of movement this morning uh, from a variety of places, and let's just start there with Dan. Uh, D-Ball drops the Dallas D and picks up the Browns D, which is an interesting move. Just, uh, you know, the Browns are definitely a Jekyll and Hyde, but Dallas is straight Jekyll. They're terrible on defense right now. So, I mean, negative two points, you know, that, you know, if he has a good week from his defense, you know, he... He has a really good week. He could have won that game even, but uh, when you're getting negative two points, it really makes it hard to to do anything. Yeah, and I think I saw they put up okay numbers last week, even though they gave like 31 points to the Bengals. Yeah, because I think you know they get sacks. You know, probably sacks and turnovers really helps them. So yeah. they have Garrett. I mean, he's a brute. You know, he's really really good. So a, a curious move, no no doubt. We'll see how that pans out for him. He may be playing the. Uh, waiver wire on defenses all year <laughs> yeah I, th- I think you might have to just because you you know and that's one of those things where you just got to look at those matchups if you see the right one out there and you can sneak one of those defenses and that can that can make you you know take take you from a playoff non-playoff team to a playoff team happens a lot and it happens a lot with you know tight ends kickers and quarterbacks when you only have one of them yeah you, you know your lead guy goes out you you got to deal with the waiver wire and pick up on the matchup. 
Yep. It seems early. Maybe he th- maybe he knows something we don't know. He's got some inside trader going on over there in Cleveland. <laughs> but good luck to him with the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. And uh, I, I I don't remember off the top of my head who the Browns play this week, but I mean, like I said, it can't be any worse than Dallas because they've been playing so bad. Uh, I think he will be on the waiver wire all year with us, like you were saying. And speaking of waiver wire, uh, Chris French waiver wired. Uh, one of the many injuries that happened, Paris Campbell, his wide receiver from Indy, goes down. But he gets a nice addition there. Julian Edelman, who I didn't even realize was available till late last night. And I didn't pick him up, though, because I wouldn't have gotten him anyway, probably, because I was higher on the... Maybe I wasn't higher than Chris on there. Oh, yeah, he's 0-2. So he, he definitely would have gotten him. But uh, Julian Edelman, a nice little pickup for him. Yeah, and I think Heidi dropped Edelman. And then he puts up 176 yards on Sunday Night Football. So, um, tough, tough loss there. He gets a lot of, you know, they're a two wide receiver team. I mean, for the most part, and they get a lot of volume. So, yeah. that matters a lot. And I got Camille Harry on my bench for that very reason. There's no one else there. Yeah. And he gets like 12 targets. So, it's like at some point, maybe they go off. And Julian Edelman, he just he gets a lot of, a lot of passes. And so, it's not a PPR league, which hurts his value a little bit for our purposes, yep. but, you know, he's a good pickup. And Hodor's Hodor's looking over at Nick then, the next team, uh, um, off the waiver wire this morning and made a couple of moves. First at running back, uh, had to drop Peyton Barber in Washington there after his, uh, after his injury. Correct? He got injured, right? Maybe not. I can't remember. Or is he just playing terribly? <laughs> I think he had a good week one, but he's on third in the pecking order. They got two other backs there. Yeah, that they're using. And I, I got the uh, I got the one guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. I just picked him up uh, late in the draft because I saw he was available. So, <laughs> so Gibson, I, Gibson. Yep. Yeah, he's so, kind of promising. Yeah, but you know what? It, it was definitely worth dropping Barber, if, uh, even if he's not injured, because Jarek McKinnon, I think, is going to see a huge expansion in his in his playing time. Uh, with all the injuries there, because San Francisco just got decimated by injury already. Uh, I, I'm not as worried about that. Yeah, and there. you look at that. You look at his system. You know, you hope. You know, the system runs really, really well. So, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, that works all for him. He's had the injury bug, McKinnon, so that's kind of the worry with him the last couple of years. Yeah, but he can. Prior to injury, he could move. I mean, he played for the Vikes, and he could move. He was a pretty good player. It's a good uh, offensive line to be playing behind there in San Francisco as well. So if he's going to do it anywhere, that would be the place he could do it with, possibly without Jimmy Garoppolo, though. We'll see uh, how he uh, bounces back from uh, the injury that he suffered there. I haven't heard any updated news yet. Uh, I don't know if they really released anything other than the fact that he's still hurt and questionable uh, from the injury he had last week. So... Uh, we'll see what he does. Uh, but another injury. Well, it seems like this is the theme of the week. Cortland Sutton out for the season. A torn ACL and MCL. Almost pulled the cart trifecta. Didn't get the mini- didn't get the meniscus tear though with it too. But uh, just a, a big blow for Denver. Uh, I think you're going to see Jerry Judy there. He's on my bench, but I think he's going to get. He might be the only receiver that I can really think of that's healthy there right now. Um, so Nick drops Sutton and picks up Corey Davis in Tennessee, who I think is a nice sneaky little pickup for him there just to have. But I think uh, with Sutton being out, it makes playing Stephon Diggs a lot easier decision uh, for Nick going forward. Yeah, and, you know, Diggs is he's a solid, solid wide receiver. He's, he's fast. He runs good routes. He has good hands. He's a, you know, he's a classic wide receiver prima donna but you know what you know sometimes you gotta have that attitude broncos i just pulled up their roster yep deshaun hamilton deontay spencer tim patrick tyree cleveland jerry judy kj hamler <laughs> if anyone could have named anyone besides jerry judy on that list you know i'd give them five bucks there's no way they, you know, anyone knows those people on that team other than their so, parents maybe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, no one there, and yeah, makes it. Sometimes injuries make decisions easy in fantasy football. So Nick will have an easy one with Diggs, Corey Davis. So I have to agree. You know, I've been eyeing him and thinking about picking him up. He's been on a lot of you know lists the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's a first round pick. And yeah. He came, you know, he he came with high praise out of college. Yeah. And maybe now he's finally getting his potential. I know there's another guy in, in Tennessee that. um 
that uh, the quarterback likes. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Corey Davis, I think he's got two touchdowns in two weeks. So yeah, you know, maybe he's that guy. Yeah, he he was he was up there on a lot of people's I think uh, watch list there. But uh, I I didn't make any moves this week because I didn't have to. I thought about it though, and one of the people I uh, I thought about maybe picking up because I thought he could make a big run here in New York. Because uh, there's two running backs there. There's Devonta Freeman, but Deion Lewis team has no name. Becky picks him up because of Philip Lindsley with his injury. I think that's a uh, I think that's a really good pickup. I think Deion Lewis might be the guy. More than Devonta, uh, Devante, but who knows? But I think it's a great pickup for Becky. Yeah, you know, greatest rappers of all time, Dion, <laughs> Dion, and Dion. So you can't beat them. Well, Dave Chappelle, if anyone knows that. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and I, I just don't think that uh, I, I don't think that a, a Dion Lewis is going to be one of her starters per se, but it's. Nice to have a guy that's going to, you know, get a lot of carries in New York with that offense there. Even if he's not the number one, he could be a Kareem Hunt kind of player uh, and still gives you 10 points if you need to during a, a bye week for somebody else. And, yeah, and drop Philip Lindsay, who was injured. So, yeah. you know, we'll see how that plays out. He's going to be out for a few weeks with that turf toe. So. At least a few weeks, because some people, they once they get that, it's season over in terms of them just being regular and being able to play like they normally would. Right. Uh, girl on fire though, Heidi. Uh, she got the guy I, w- I was looking at. Uh, gets the mustache. <laughs> Minshew mania is 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 taking place at the Morales household now. Gardner Minshew. Uh, she drops uh, Scotty Miller, Tampa Bay wide receiver. I didn't even know who that was until I saw his picture, and it looked like a token white guy. <laughs> and, and she dropped. She dropped Julian Edelman to pick up Scotty Miller. Yeah. Interesting choice. <laughs> now he's gone a week later. Picks up Gardner Minshew, Minshew who's a good pickup. Yeah. And he's, you know, you rode him to the championship last year, didn't you? Uh, for a few games, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, they're probably going to be, you know, slinging it with him this year. So They already are. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's thrown it all over the place. He's been a solid, solid candidate. And... Uh, that could be a really uh, good steal for her. Yep, I I, I think so. Uh, I think he's gonna. I, if I didn't have a week six buy, just like he did with with Russell Wilson, he was on my list, uh, somebody to pick. So I would have been able to get him because Heidi was uh, behind me in the waiver wire, but I I, I couldn't do it because I'll just ride Kirk Cousins the one week I have to play him, and God hopes that he has a, a, a somewhat decent game that week. So. Uh, <laughs> Captain Kirk. Yep. Um, but that the, the most interesting person I was watching on the on the waiver wire is the team that Avery and Paul that uh, that needs a win more than anybody else, and they had some big injuries. And so, who does Paul add? Well, he drops Saquon Barkley, of course, uh, and then Carson Wentz he drops to get two running backs: Devontae Freeman, New York, going to be the starter there now, and then Mike Davis in Carolina uh, with uh, the injury there, as I mentioned before, to. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, either one of those backs now could could be plugged in there. But uh, a tough, tough week not playing James Conner for Paul with 17 points this week. I didn't mention that before, so he's got Conner in there to run the ball. So he'll just have to decide which one of these guys he wants to play this week. Yeah, he's got Joshua Kelly in there now, you know, the backup for... for Eckler, yeah. For Eckler, and, and uh, you know, they kind of do the one-two punch out there. He's got a really good upside. That was a pretty good pickup for him after last week. And, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, we'll see if he can ride him. You know, Mike Davis, uh, you know, pretty easy to see what he's doing there, you know, with McCaffrey out. See if he can ride a hot hand for a couple weeks, get back on, get the ship ride, you know, righted. Yep. Him and Avery. So, uh, but, yeah, I guess the injury bug, you know. Nothing worse than seeing your first pick in the draft go down into the year. Man, two. the first, not, well, both of them are out for the year, but the number one and number two picks both get injured in week two here. So uh, moving ahead to week three, uh, it's going to be, you're going to need to see some new faces for those teams with those injuries uh, pull the weight because it's some big point production that's being lost uh, by multiple teams right now. And heading into this next week, I think you're going to see you're going to see a separation because there could be some people sitting at 0-3 and, you know, a couple people at 3-0, and and that's big separation with our league because it seems like we always got a big grouping in the middle, and if you can be one of those teams 
that gets out ahead, uh, you can coast comfortably into the playoffs if you get a big enough lead. Yeah, a lot depends on the division, too. I mean, you, you, but you're right. I mean, winning three in a row just doesn't really happen. Yeah. I mean, and what did... There was a couple of three win streaks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Michelle, Dan, and, and uh, Chris maybe had them. And I think Dan had a four. Yeah. Which, look at, he wrote, a, you know, he, he, he ran away with the league regular season title. Yeah. So, um, we should, someone starts out three and oh, man, they're in great shape. Two and one is great shape. It's a big week. I mean, this is sort of like round three of a golf major. It's the, you know, Moving day. Moving day. Yes. The moving day. And we'll kind of see. It's not the end all be all. Even at 0 3, you can come back. But, you know, I was there last year. It's not fun to be in that position. No, it's not. And uh, and moving into this week now, let's take a look at this week's games. Uh, we'll just start right in our division with with us, you and I. It's been a, been a couple of years since we've been in the same division, so we'll get to play twice, but this first one will be, uh, will be an interesting matchup. And as of now, I, I gotta, uh, I'm at uh, minus 10. I'm a 10-point favorite right now, according to the Vegas odds. <laughs> yeah, ESPN's not liking my team all year. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm at the bottom of what the league has uh, you know, thought was good. But, um, you know, big matchup. We'll see what you know, Russ can do. You know, leading candidate for MVP if he can continue his high, you know, hot hand. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, that's a big matchup, quarterback on quarterback. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what's going there. And then, uh, you know, running backs are good matchups there. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler versus CEH, Nick Chubb. And uh, we'll kind of see what happens on that. Yeah. shakes out. And, uh, and after last week, you know, Odell Beckham, uh, I was really worried about him. But he came back, uh, back to form last week. Looked good. Uh, but Michael Gallup's a big question mark for me. Uh, looking at your uh, your receivers there, uh, I like Beckham if he can play good. Even though DJ Moore's been looking really good, uh, my backup on my bench, uh, Anderson, uh, he might be getting plugged in this week. So I might do that just uh, and hope that Moore doesn't get all the production and Anderson does. I haven't made that decision yet, but. I think it's going to come down to those wide receivers because I think uh, our quarterbacks and running backs will pretty much wash each other out. Uh, so it's going to de- be determined on the t- you know the receiving end, end of things and then the defense. Uh, and I like both of our defenses. Uh, you got that Bears D at Atlanta. Doesn't really matter if you're at anywhere really right now because of the COVID stuff. But uh, and then the Bills are at the uh, at home against the Rams. So uh, it might come down to those defenses. Yeah, who doesn't have negative, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're playing two hot offenses right now, so um, good matchup for sure. Michael Gallup, my, my bench might be taking points from you there. I got C.D. Lamb down there. He's kind of a, a sneaky little pick I got later in the round. I like him. Yeah, and that's always an interesting thing when it comes to fantasy. If you Some people might think you're crazy for starting certain people on, on certain weeks, but it depends on the matchup and who you're playing and who they have, and, and you just have to hope that your guy goes off and – and the other person, if they're on the same team, uh, doesn't get the production that the other person's expecting, and that's how you can end up uh, looking like a genius or looking like a fool. Absolutely. Uh, and the other, the other game in our division is the uh, the second biggest, uh, according to ESPN at least, the second biggest underdog. And I understand that Chili Dog doesn't have uh, a running back in right now, but I plugged in the the running back that they have, and I'm just looking there right now. Yeah, there's all three of the IR: McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell. Sterling Shepard injuries all over the place, um, but uh, I tell you, Elijah's got a tough matchup for his quarterback. But what a game that's going to be this week too uh, at Baltimore, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean it could be another doozy. I'm hoping so from a fan perspective. I mean, last week was a lot of fun watching that game. You know, it felt like a, a getting back to normal watching football. Yeah. In light of this whole coronavirus shutdown thing, so. Yeah, I'm um, hoping that's a good one too. You know, I'll be watching for sure. Boy, Chili Dog has had a tough spell on, on injuries, and uh, I don't know what he's going to do with backs because there's not a lot of backs out there. Everyone's probably looking at the backs and what they're raised to pick up, and there's just nothing there. Yeah, um, he's going to have to have a big week out of Cam. Uh, you know, so uh, hopefully Cam can have a big week. Adam Thielen, he's getting a lot of throws him he's got two good receivers yep so and a tight end zach hurts who week one looked real good uh and then that chargers d uh not too shabby but they're going up against and they're going against carolina without mccaffrey so i think uh uh you know and so 
that would have been a more of a difficult decision to have that Chargers D if he had McCaffrey playing. But I think uh, I think you got to play him every week, and I think that they're going to dominate Carolina. I think Carolina is in for a rough one this week without McCaffrey in there. Yeah, we'll see how Teddy Two Hands can do over there. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and so looking at looking over at the other division, uh, we got the WCW. We got Cheech and Chong's Bomb Squad. Uh, five-point underdog against Becky and a team has no name. What are you thinking about that game? I'm curious to see if, if Avery and Paul stick with Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> right and <laughs> right Mitch, you know, great week one. Man, he had some great throws, came through with them. We'll see how he does. You know, the thing about Mitch, is he going to be 2019 Mitch or is he going to be 2018 Mitch? You know, yeah. Yeah. 2018 he could get you a touchdown running, you know, he could get you a 50 yards running. That's just huge. So, yeah. um, you know, he's sitting there at 0 and 2, but as you look at his team, man, it's, it's not a, a bad 0 and 2 team. It's not something you want to be facing every week. Certainly with, you know, Mike Evans on there, Julio Jones is questionable, but James Conner. So in a good D with the 49ers, um, but going up against Dak, you can put up some yards, and Josh Jacobs gets, and you watch that game on Monday night, he gets a lot of touches. Yeah, week one, is, I mean, week one he had 30-plus points as well, so he's looking great. And uh, they're they're at New England, though, and that's one thing. If, uh, if there's somebody that can dominate a game, uh, whether it's a running back, wide receiver, uh, Belichick finds a way to just cue in on that guy and, and shut him down. So we'll see if he can do that at home. Uh, against the Raiders this week. Uh, the other person, though, that really stands out to me in that matchup uh, is going to be uh, is going to be Chris Carson. Uh, I think he's due for another big game, and I just think the running backs in this game it's going to be tough for Paul and Avery to overcome. Uh, and then just the quarterback situation. I don't know if you know Dallas could move the ball over, all over Atlanta. Is Trubisky going to do it? Like you said, I don't know. But I think that those top three guys with Prescott, Jacobs, and Carson. Uh, it's going to be a, t- a tough tough task for them to overcome, but if Julio and Mike Evans can do what they can do, I think you're going to see a shootout here, but I'm, I'm, giving the, I'm giving the edge just like Vegas line is here uh, to a uh, team has no name. I'm going upset. Okay. <laughs> Pulling on the old Paul and Avery, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm going upset this week. I think I like your reasoning on Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to put a stinker out there with Belichick. Yeah, going and, up to New England, that is tough, man. Yeah, and he's questionable. So, yeah. you know, he's got something going on. So he's I'm sure he'll play, but the fact that he's, you know, he's dinged up a little bit, uh, that don't bode well. And you know that Belichick's going to have his guys queuing in. He'll find out what's wrong with him. They don't, uh, yeah. they, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll find out one way or the other. Um, so yeah. it'll, be, it, it'll, be a, it'll be a great matchup there uh, this week. But I, I really like the... Uh, the other matchup, the the sibling rivalry matchup here, Girl on Fire, Heidi against Team Hodor's Hodor's and Nick. Uh, and there you go, Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to have a huge week against that Kansas City defense going up against Tom Brady. Uh, and I just, I think that in itself may be a tough thing to overcome for Heidi. So she's going to have to look elsewhere for points. And what, what other place do you want to look other than your running backs? And with Delvin Cook and David Johnson, even with Cook having terrible production from the rest of his team he's done pretty well the first two weeks so I think uh, that along with Travis Kelsey having another big game uh, he's one of the top four consistent tight ends in the league top two in my opinion obviously I think I'm pretty safe in saying that and going up against Stefan Diggs Devontae Adams and there's Gusecki Nick's got him in the lineup now and he just picked up Young Hoku in Atlanta he was all pissed about uh, about having uh, 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 what's his name the Vikings kicker Uh, um Who's their kicker? Um, uh, Minnesota. Uh, bull, uh, Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, Dan Bailey. He's and he Nick 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 wasn't a fan of him, so he dropped him. Uh, he, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he can't make a field goal, and he can't even really get in a position to score any points. So uh, he was looking at uh, the Atlanta kicker there. So that'll be interesting to see. He's the the number one uh, the number one kicker right now in fantasy, actually, averaging thirteen points a game. So. Uh, not a bad pickup there uh, by Nick. Uh, I, I think he had he didn't have him last week, no, because he had Dan no. Bailey. Yeah, so he, he, he just was... picked him up. We'll see if that's a coup for Nick <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> nice. Um, 
And yeah, with Devontae being questionable, I've just been curious about how bad it is because I think they were just holding them out uh, the second half because the game was in hand against Detroit there and why you don't have to put them back in the game. But I guess we'll find out uh, when the injury report comes out uh, on Friday for uh, for the end of the week report because I think he'll play and he'll be fine. But uh, if not, you're going to see Alan Lazard uh, get a get a big jump in production and he'll be in my lineup probably this week then if that's the case. Uh, but if if Adams is in there, he's always the. I mean, it's impossible not to start that guy if he's playing. So. Yeah, no brainer. Yep, and now it brings us to the most high, uh, the high power division of them all here, the ECW and D Ball. Tough matchup uh, against Warhawks because uh, Warhawks has some pretty uh, pretty good matchups this week. He's got Kyler Murray against that just wretched, just terrible Detroit defense uh, at home there. Uh, Alvin Kamara against Green Bay. You know that running backs are going to put up points against them. Uh, Ronald Jones against Denver, uh, and Denver's beating up on their defense. Then you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I mean, some pretty dang good matchups, and Hopkins is playing against Detroit as well. So uh, it's a pretty scary team, but when you got Aaron Rodgers, Zeke Elliott, DK Metcalf, and Dan still has Valdez Scanlon in the game, so it looks like he's thinking that you're going to see a production downtick by Adams uh I think overall though it's going to come down to George Kittle if he's playing or not because that's a a a big player but without Jimmy Garoppolo possibly in there I don't know what Kittle's going to be able to do if he even does play he's solid I mean he put up big numbers with Mullins before you know if he plays he's the guy you got to put him in you got to ride the 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 horse so to speak he's you know the other top two no doubt about it Kittle Kittle uh, Kelsey you know, those are the two guys. So yep. if they're playing, you play him. You just worry, does he get injured right away in the first quarter and you get nothing out of him? That's a stinker. But you're going to go up against Ingram. Yeah. You know, we'll see how he does. Uh, Warhawks 2-0. and all. And uh, looking at his team, no running backs on his bench. No. Nope. So <laughs> he's running the hot hand. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe he knows something we don't know, but, you know, He's got a good team out there. You know, Ronald Jones is a little bit of a wild card. Mm-hmm. But boy, DeAndre Hopkins, he's running the QB wide receiver matchup for him favorably. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how that game goes. I think I'm going D-ball on this one, though. Uh, the, Depends you know, on MVS. Yeah. The the uh, the ESPN, the, the betting line there, has, has Dan as the favorite, too. And uh, I think a big part of that is, is his running backs. Uh, with Miles Sanders and Zeke Elliott there. Both of them are projected to get 16 points this week, so that's always a nice thing. Whereas Ronald Jones there in Tampa with, with Leonard Fournette there now, uh, yeah, I think you're right. With just two running backs, he's one injury or one demotion away from being in big trouble because the, that waiver wire really, all the running backs got eaten up with all the injuries that happened. So I, I, I'm not sure what he's going to be able to do. You can always pick up Alan, Alec Engle. <laughs> good old fullback yeah you know it's in i think uh you're gonna see some trades if, if we keep getting injuries like this you're gonna have to see some people wheeling and dealing and i know you're always up for it if if, if the if the price is right and obviously paul's up for it whenever so uh it, it'll be fun to see when people start wanting to make some moves because that's always a part of this that i love to watch and especially when you get to vote on it too if there's a real dirty trade i'd like to <laughs> Have the have the majority vote against it, but I will never run a dictatorship. This is a democracy, so. <laughs> Paul better have the unlimited plan on his cell phone because he'll be having a lot of calls. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we got here? We got one other matchup, and it's Michelle. Uh, a great matchup this week against Chris French. Uh, I can't wait to hear some of this smack talking that'll be done there. Michelle, the heavy favorite, though, real heavy favorite, and. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, Michael Thomas uh, is going to be back at, at least this week. Is he supposed to be back this week? I think he's... I don't know. I don't know. Because if he's not... I doubt it. Yeah, if he's not, uh, I mean, there's... Man, there's injuries just all over the place here. And Edelman's questionable. Uh, I mean, Russell Gage and Marquise Brown from Baltimore are the only two people... Uh, that are not questionable out of his receiving core. Uh, and then Tyree Kill, of course, who will be playing. So 
going to need a big, another big matchup uh, or a big, big game out of Ryan Tannehill, who's played great. And, well, what kind of medicine do you need? The Minnesota Vikings. That's the kind of medicine. And that's who Tannehill plays this week. Uh, and I saw that Mike Hughes is, I think, going to be out this week potentially, or he's not practicing. So another blow to the Vikings defense, which is already uh, in big trouble with Anthony Barr out for the season. Uh, so, you know, the hits just keep coming there in Minnesota. A good week for Tannehill to be coming in there uh, for waiver wired. Yeah, no fans, you know, it's going to be quiet. So, you know, perfect conditions in the Dome. So that's a favorable matchup. You might be able to ride Tannehill with uh, Ryan, who uh, is going, you know, he's at home against Chicago, so that kind of evens it out. But, um, you know, that's another 0-2 team that's dangerous. You know, he's got a solid little team there as long as he can get healthy. Melvin Gordon, he's the back. You know, Lindsey's gone. He's, he's injured right now with that turf toe. So he's got a, a number one back there. Uh, Latavius Murray is in right now. That's that's going to be a little rough for him. But, you know, he's a good back. He's just a good backup back. So yeah, he's going to have to ride Tannehill, Tariq Hill. Hopefully Higby, Higby keeps riding him, you know, the way they have been. So And Michael Thomas comes back. But uh, that's an interesting matchup. It is. And I just look at uh, Michelle's team here. How long is she going to stick with Gronkowski is my question. Because he does not look like the same Rob Gronkowski of old right now. Uh, he's only had one point. He had one point in week one and zero points last week. So uh, maybe it's just knocking the rust off with no preseason. I don't know. But uh, with, with Gronkowski playing and if he does that. And then she's got the Vikings D in there too. So, I mean, Chris does have a chance. Uh by all means, but uh, he just has to hope that Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan don't combine for 100 points by themselves again. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't do a lot of transactions on the waiver wire. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if she can find it. So she got. I mean, I gotta I gotta kind of <laughs> shoot out there that you know steal of the draft Boston Scott. Um, you know, picking up Boston Scott running back. Never even heard of him. I gave her a lot of grief on that one, but you know what? She won the championship last year, so I can't really say too much other than just kind of shake my head and uh, trust the process. You know, she's got JT, the old Bucky, you know, that's yeah. turning out to be a pretty good pick with the injury to Mac, who was really solid. I think for you last year, right? You had Mac. Yeah. He's down. Yeah. Um, and then Tyler Lockett's getting a lot of those. He's, you know, He's kind of the guy that, that Russ likes to throw to, but Gronkowski one point. Vikings, I don't think they've done anything for her there, and yet she's 1-1, one one, so we'll see if she can uh, yeah. pay attention to her team and make sure she's got some people in there. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, she's got the... I mean, the, I mean it's uh, definite... Uh, definite power at the top of the order there and then as you get towards the bottom it's uh it's 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 a big question mark so we'll see where things go this week but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be moving day like you said and uh, i'm excited to see where we go because we might have a uh, a big log jam two or three weeks from now just like we did last year because uh, i i just feel like uh, the teams are pretty pretty even uh more so these last couple of years than they ever have been in the league and i think we're we're set for uh, quite a run towards the playoffs, and this is just the start of it. And let's just hope that everything stays normal, well, as normal as it can be with this COVID crap right now. Where there's not a bunch of outbreaks somewhere, and that that'll change, you know, somebody's team drastically. That's why I have the IR spots, but I just hope nobody has to use those because seems right now things are going really well, so they're doing it right uh, with the NFL. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have to deal with that. That would be an interesting dilemma to deal with. And 12 teams, you know, you, you kind of go through your draft, you look at your team, you're going, oh, no, I can, you know, I need a couple players here and there. But everyone's in the same boat. You got to ride your two horses, you know, trust your draft process. You know, hopefully get that third, right, third or fourth guy that can produce ports for you and just ride them all season. Yep. Um, we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. Yep, week three, just ahead here, starting tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night football. Who plays that, Rennie, on Thursday night? Let me take a look here. I should know this off the top of my head, but I'll check my computer because it's easier to look on there. Dolphins uh, and Jaguars. Oh, man, what a just... Ter- yeah, we get to have Minshew Mania, though. I'll watch it just for that. And Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully Tua comes out. <laughs> 
You never know, I guess. But uh, so it's 7:20 tomorrow night. Dolphins Jaguars. Start of week three here. Uh, so good luck to everybody. Quick housekeeping thing: if anybody needs to get me the uh, the entry fee for this season, you can either Venmo me or just pay me whenever you see me. I'm not worried. Uh, but I just wanted to put it out there that you can always Venmo me. Uh, makes it easier. I don't have to handle any cash then. I don't gotta handle your COVID money. <laughs> I'll bring you cash on Monday, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. You'll be here. Well, good. Looking forward to seeing you. Hopefully, I'll have my week wrapped up by then because what do we got Monday night? Oh, Monday night is Chiefs-Ravens, actually. Ooh, what a what a Monday night matchup that's going to be this week. So, got a great slate of games, both fantasy and the actual NFL. Rennie, thanks for joining me here. It's uh, good to do this again with you. It's nice to have two people. Yeah. It's fun. And, see you next week. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of this. Hopefully, we'll have some interesting storylines going on. So, for Rennie Lesperance, I'm John Schmidt. Uh, this is the North Remembers Podcast, where we will be finding out in about 15 short weeks from now who will become the king or the queen in the North.